0: Hi, I'm Malami Jang. This is Victoria Benefield, And welcome to Subtitled, a podcast where two fake film students take a look at popular TV shows and movies. Although I am no longer a film student, I have dropped my minor and I am picking up art history.
1: Woo! <laughs> exciting yeah
0: which is a possibly even more pretentious minor than film and media studies
1: i don't know i feel like based on the length of the title of it film and media studies is really obnoxious like i feel embarrassed when i introduce myself with a film and media studies minor sometimes i've to shorten it to film studies to sound like slightly less ridiculous but all right so
0: today we're going to talk about our 2020 favorites and least favorites for um tv shows and movies because we have a lot of opinions on things like this oh yes and all things i think we have opinions on a lot of things that's true (laughs) that's true so uh victoria give me your top three movies for 2020
1: okay top three movies of 2020 Shirley, directed by josephine decker available on hulu please watch it it's excellent uh borat subsequent movie film which is, I don't even need to explain this one, an excellent movie. Uh, and then Emma, my those are my top three. What about you, Lami? What were your top three films of 2020?
0: Definitely Emma, cause I'm a huge slut for Jane Austen, mm. obviously. Um, the King of Staten Island, because Pete Davidson is my man. And I have written down Portrait of a Lady on Fire, although I did not really enjoy that movie i guess i just haven't seen a lot of movies in 2020
1: yeah i feel that i don't think there were a lot of good ones that came out like i struggled to make this list or maybe i just didn't watch the good ones that's also a possibility Mm, i think you would really
0: like the king of staten island because you also like pete davidson yeah
1: oh yeah huge fan of pete davidson which apparently is controversial tv show wise i really liked
0: Bridgerton, obviously. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> Simon's pullout game is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the Queen's Gambit, although I know nothing about chess. And Emily in Paris. Did you really put that at number three? That was not number three. Okay, I'm not even going down the list right now. Um, number three, let's see. Possibly Sex Education Season 2. Wait, no, no, <gasps> no, no, no. that no, was no, in no, 2020? No. That was in 2020.
1: So good. But, so good. Mm,
0: maybe that didn't make my list. Damn. Big Mouth season oh, okay. three okay. two three i have no idea the newest season okay. is really really good highly recommend
1: Okay, my tv choices i only have two but i would put bridgerton on here as well shamefully but so good i love gossip girl and i love jane austen and it really just felt like the best possible combination um okay so top two tv shows for me were how to sell drugs online fast season two came out this year this is a german show everyone needs to watch it it's about two really nerdy high school boys that um end up starting a drug business online somehow it's so complicated but it's so good and there's there's a lot involved 3d printed guns it's a lot of drama it's so good um and then my other favorite was Rami season two so good it has to be in like my top five tv shows of all time I think it's incredible like the portrayal of the conflict between religion and culture and like American culture versus his culture from home it's incredible
0: Wait, remind me what Rami's about
1: again. I've been, I've heard you talk about this it's way too many times. Yeah, so it's basically about this Muslim man. I almost call him a boy. He's definitely a man, a fully grown man. But um, yeah, a Muslim man growing up in the U.S. and about just his like relationship with his culture and his heritage. Him reckoning with his religion versus American culture and it's as someone who is religious I think it's really interesting like the tug between those two sides of yourself so yeah I love it and it's also funny somehow like despite all of that it's somehow comedic but yeah and then I have podcasts next year what were your favorite podcasts of the year
0: Definitely. The one I listen to the most is probably Anything Goes With Emma Chamberlain, Mm -hmm. just because it's really light. I do listen to news podcasts occasionally, but sometimes you just need some valley girl talk, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. I love her. She's so relatable. And also, like, Life Kit by NPR.
0: Mm -hmm. They tell you how to do shit. I just need that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) We all need to know how to do more shit. How about you?
1: Okay, so my favorites... I'm going to say The Daily by the New York Times just because I listen to it every day, so I can't not include it. Michael. I love Michael.
0: <laughs> Remember when we saw him not on Zoom
1: mm-hmm. doing that Medill talk? Truly changed my life. The highlight <laughs> of my fall quarter. <laughs> I think I cried a little bit or a lot. He's a very important <laughs> male figure in my life. <laughs> it's fine. Anyways, moving on. Um, my other top. Uh, favorites were Canary by the Washington Post I believe don't quote me on that but it was a limited series about just a couple of sexual assault cases um, from the past few years highly recommend so good um, really interesting storytelling and I think the reporter did a really good job balancing like the sensitive nature of the case and then my next favorite is at Lexi i love her i love her personality she makes me happy listening to her it's just it's like emma chamberlain like it's light she's funny she's not that
0: relatable though this girl he went like i never get stressed and then i stopped listening to her
1: it's like attainable though like i'm trying to reach that level is it attainable though i think i think she's lying
0: she's definitely been stressed before
1: that's fair I think it was a little bit of exaggeration on her part. But she's fun. She, like, lives in New York City. She has a great life. She does YouTube for a living. I love that our, like,
0: the people we look up to are, like, YouTubers. Yeah.
1: Who are basically are younger than me. Emma Chamberlain is younger than us, I think. She's 19 still.
0: I just really like Emma's podcast because she literally will hop on the mic and be like, I had a shit day and I cried for three hours.
1: I was like, same. Same. My favorite part is when she, like, doesn't talk for three minutes and it's just her cats meowing in the background. She's like, can you hear that? Can you hear that? (laughs) Please. I just want a cat.
0: I think we need that in our podcast. I was going to talk about stand-up. Yeah, definitely. Because we definitely need some laughter in 2020 and 2021. I saw Taylor Tomlinson's Netflix special Quarter Life Crisis the beginning of the year. thought it was so good. Death to 2020 came out in 2020.
1: No, it didn't. Did it come out? It did. Did it come out the last day of the year? Probably.
0: I I don't know. I'm going to count it as a 2020 film. That one was funny.
1: Very dark humor. I couldn't get through five minutes of it. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Something about it. It's confusing it's not confusing it's it's so funny yeah i think i thought it was real for like two seconds and then after that i was disappointed i wanted like a real documentary
0: (laughs) we're living through it we don't need a real fucking
1: documentary that's true i think it's because they made fun of the new yorker Or was it the New York Times? They did? Yeah, they were like mocking one of them. I can't remember which one it was. was really funny. It hurt me. Oh, we can talk about documentaries. Yours is Miss Americana. (laughs) (laughs) This is so sad. Yes,
0: mine is Miss Americana. (laughs) Taylor Swift, huge fan. Not the greatest documentary, but it has Taylor Swift in it, Mm -hmm. so I watched it.
1: My favorite documentary of... This year has to be Dick Johnson is dead. I loved which, that yeah. documentary. was so good. I think I cried for all of it. Maybe, possibly all of it. I think but we need to rewatch it. Yeah. Do I need to cry again though? <laughs> should we explain what it is? We should for the the audience.
0: At least like a little bit of it. it might be a little confusing. Yeah. Who is Dick Johnson? Why is
1: he dead? Exactly. Okay, so Kirsten Johnson made this movie. Basically, it's coming to terms with the fact that her dad is going to die, which sounds really sad, and it was. But she did it with a almost a humorous take in that she had these scenes where her still-living father would go through a reenactment of how he could potentially die. So it would be anything from like getting hit by a car to having an air conditioning unit fall on his head, all of this crazy stuff. And she would direct and film these scenes. But yeah, it's just like... A really beautiful film and it will be I think for her like once I can't spoil it but I think it's a really good remembrance of her dad and it's also like a beautiful piece of art I think those
0: are my favorite types of documentaries like when the documentarian kind of has a more in self-reflective topic rather than like trying to tackle A bigger issue yeah I don't know I just think those are like really personal and like more pieces of art than journalism yeah
1: yeah I agree I think especially because the audience is seeing something through the lens of the documentarian and Mm -hmm. so anytime they're trying to tackle a really big topic that's not through like a personal viewpoint it can be dangerous and they can end up saying things that aren't true or they can end up jumping to conclusions but I think sticking to your own story not only makes it more authentic but it's also a lot more powerful like this has to be one of the most powerful documentaries i've ever watched
0: ooh what is the worst movie or tv show you've seen in 2020
1: okay so originally i had the second to all the boys movie (laughs) which is horrible we watched that on valentine's day didn't we which is revealing our very single status that's true okay (laughs) it's fine whatever (laughs) moving on but I think uh after some very very deep reflection I've decided that the worst movie I saw this year has to be Kissing Booth 2 you
0: saw that movie why did you see it
1: I don't want to talk about it did I watch the entire two and a half hours that's like self-destructive
0: why would you see that? I loved
1: it though not gonna lie I loved it what I I
0: hated the first Kissing Booth movie
1: yes me too no no I didn't hate it. I It was I, so
0: shit. I'm sorry. They're
1: not good so movies. Shit. They're not good movies. I enjoy watching them. I do think they are objectively horrible films. <laughs> really, no one should watch them. But I did watch it. I will say it was the worst movie of this year.
0: I think mine rivals yours, maybe. Hmm. It's 365 Days.
1: <laughs> it's basically like...
0: <laughs> you know how some movies are basically porn with a plot? Mm-hmm. This one's like... Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> this one's, like, just flat-out porn with, like, 50% of, like, a plot that doesn't fucking make sense.
1: Isn't that just actual porn at that point? Basically, it's, like,
0: an extended version of porn, basically. Mm. Luxury porn. Do not search that up, because I did. Does not mean what you think it means. <laughs> Actually, it means exactly what you think it means. But 365 Days is just, like, about this... A mafia dude who kidnaps this lady and then he's like i'll give you a year 365 days to fall in love with me and if you don't i'll set you free but then like he, he just it was just a terrible representation of sex on screen oh, no. no consent zero consent and then halfway she just falls in love with him no fucking explanation why <laughs> <What> the fuck? <laughs> they have more sex that was it <laughs> I'm so disturbed. <laughs> Do not watch it. Or or watch it if that's what you're looking for, you know? I really hope it's not what you're looking for. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying. Hey, no judgment here.
1: A little bit of judgment. A little bit, but like... I, see, I'm a real film student. I'm allowed to, to bash judgment.
0: 2020, it was a hard year for everybody. Mm. So maybe luxury porn's what you need. Who knows?
1: And on that note... <laughs> I'm Victoria Benefield, And I'm Lamy Jang. And this has been Subtitled. Thanks for listening.